This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, <clears throat> it, it seems to me that this is one of those subjects... Um, that would be better suited for maybe a group discussion uh, rather than me just uh, standing here before you um, and, and trying to explain the, 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 you know, something of the scripture um, to you. Um, I, I would think that if we were to pool our experience and our thoughts on this subject, uh, we'd probably come away more enlightened uh, than just me trying to tell you my understanding of the subject. Uh, but it's not the way Christadelphians generally do things, that is it. So I'm afraid you're just going to have to listen to me for a short while. Um, I found it fascinating when just thinking, uh, thinking about this, that if you look in the Old Testament of our Bibles, then the, the word repent or repentance is used almost exclusively about the Heavenly Father. When you come to look at the subject in the New Testament, of course, it's, it's um, the exact opposite. The subject has pretty much exclusively to do with men and women like you and me. Um, and I, I did wonder whether then this, this subject of repent has something to do with us manifesting a characteristic of the Father in some way. Um, the, 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 the meanings of the two, the way in which the, the English word is used in the Old and New Testament, of course, is, is different, really. Um, in the Old Testament, it, it mean, just means sorry, as far as I can see, so that you know, God was sorry that he'd done certain things. So, for example, it repented God uh, in the days of Noah that he had made men and women on the earth. In, in the New Testament, the meaning is, is far more pointed and direct, so far as we are concerned, because it has to do with a total change of heart and mind and a total change of direction in life. And it's an essential subject, then, for us to think about I also think it's quite a difficult one to talk about. So let's see. But let's see where we where we get to. Um, it's not a word you hear much of, really, is it, in society today? I don't think repent, uh, unless it's on the back of um, a person maybe carrying a billboard through uh, through a town centre. Uh, I don't think it's a word that people particularly relate to very much. But that just might be me. And yet, here we can quite clearly see at the, at the beginning of the gospel message, as we were reading of it in Luke, that it's, it's, it's essential. It's a key factor in people's lives. Something we need to know about. Something we need to act on. Um, and, and again, can, can, we, can we imagine this kind of scene, then, in today's society? A man with a message that had to do with changing the world. Um, what I'd, the way I'd like us to approach the subject then is just 
basically asking all those, those five or six uh, key questions that we can ask about any subject really on what, where, why, who, how, when uh, and to ask that of this subject repent and then see what kind of answers the scripture uh, comes back to us with <clears throat> I want to start, start off though um, by perhaps making the, um, the subject uh, personal to each of us in a way um, most of us in the room have been baptised haven't we uh, and, and, and can I there ask you then what were the things you know the issues in your mind that prompted you to be baptised uh, and was repentance one of those things Looking back in my own life, I uh, I can say I don't I'm not sure repentance was on the list actually. Uh, there were there were far more important things it seemed to me that were directing my life uh, to want to follow the Lord Jesus. A lot later on, I look back and think uh, repentance really should have been at the top. So um, so things change. There is a need for repentance. Uh, and I, you know, I think it's something for us all to think about, uh, isn't it? Uh, what it means in our lives. So, so what is repentance then? Um, John the Baptist went into the region around the Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And people flocked out to hear the message, didn't they, in large numbers. Uh, and then just, just, just listen to these words. Um, verses 7 and 8 of Luke chapter 3 he said to the multitude that came out to be baptised by him you brood of vipers in other words you seed of the serpent who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come Who's who's going to respond to a message like that Therefore, bear fruit worthy of repentance. And maybe we can understand the scene, really, because John, of course, was speaking to the people of God, wasn't he? They had been the people of God for centuries. And they presumably thought they were doing the right thing in their lives. And all of a sudden, there's this man appears, this very unusual character appears in the wilderness, telling them to repent. What were they going to make of that? No, we're the people of God. What do we need to, to repent of? We're special. And... John cuts right to the heart of this, doesn't he? When he tells them that God is able to raise up from the stones there by the side children to Abraham. 
um, as if really they'd missed the point completely um, and maybe that was part of my excuse me problem um, because of course I'd, I'd been brought up in a Christadelphian family as some of you will have been the truth of the gospel was something I'd always known for, you know, from being a small child always been acquainted with and the need then for repentance didn't really seem to be uh, a topic that was engaging my attention what was, how was my life going to change because of the message that I was now responding to um, and I don't know, if you, know if, if, if you had a similar experience I do know the people, brothers and sisters dear brothers and sisters who had a very different experience who come to the truth later in life and have been able to see in it a message of glorious hope um, and truth and genius which they had never seen before and it changed their lives radically and they look back and wonder you know, how they would ever have lived without it um, and I envy them to, to some degree even now because they understand the subject and what it means uh, I think far and far to a far greater extent than I am ever likely to do repent so repentance then as, as I think we can clearly glean from the, from the message of John here um, repentance is, 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 has to do with a significant change in life the little quote that, he, that he take, we take in, in Luke chapter 3 from um, Isaiah chapter 40 that starts in verse 4 the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord make his path straight every valley shall be filled every mountain and hill brought low the crooked places shall be made straight the rough ways smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God I think it's pretty obvious well, to me anyway from, from what John goes on to say um, is that you know, these, this path um, that, that has to be made is really talking about a direction people need to take in life you know, that there are people who are low there are people who are lifted up there are people who are crooked there are people who are rough and for each of this, these types of people the gospel has a message and it's a message of change radical change in life and it's one that they and we need to listen to it's about you know turning right around that's that's really what the word seems to imply um, i think the um, the word that <laughs> in the greek here i'm not a greek scholar but uh, you can you can read books about the, these things and hopefully uh, they'll help um, i think the the greek word here really means um, to perceive afterwards it's a bit like our word hindsight you know, it's standing at a point in life and looking back and using, you know, using that view to then understand how life needs to be, by contrast. Uh, and, in, and in seeing you know, where our lives have been leading in the past, we then understand how we need to change our minds, uh, how that repentance has to do with you know, turning fully round, almost 180 degrees, 
turning turning away from following um, if we could call it, say the wo- the ways of sin the ways of the world and turning back to God and and it's a change for the better so that's what it seems to me repentance is if we just um, think about these these words of John here why well, why should we want to do that? Well, again, the message is quite plain here, isn't it, uh, from John. Um, he went about, went the region about Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Uh, and quite often there's another little uh, phrase that goes along with that, which is, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand I think that's what it says in the gospel of Matthew repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand um, so so why do we need um, a change of direction well two, two reasons are obvious from that it seems to me one is that we need remission of sins and the second is that the kingdom of God is coming and the two go together um, the kingdom of God is the reason God you know, made the world if we want to be there we need to live lives that are godly uh, and um, for many then I think it's the realisation uh, that this life isn't all there is the realisation um, that this life is short the realisation that it ends in the grave, naturally speaking, but also the realisation that there is something far much better in store in God's word for us to take account of. And again, repentance then um, has not, hasn't just to do with understanding our shortcomings. It has to do with understanding the mercy of God that he can do something about that and would really like to uh, and also that he has a great purpose in store so why repent well there are some really good reasons and we just need to pick up the book and find out what those are so what kind of world would we really like to live in are we totally satisfied with the world around us say or would we you know would we really like to live in a world that's peaceful that's full of joy uh, that's secure where everybody is friendly where everybody helps each other where everybody has a great relationship with everybody else is that the kind of world um, that you would like to live in certainly it's appealing to me I know that but, but the quest, that begs the question doesn't it really if that's the sort of society uh, we would like to live in then what kind of lives do we need to lead um And if we want to live in the kingdom of God, then 
more particularly, we've got to ask the question, haven't we? What kind of lives do we need to lead? Fundamentally, then, and this is something that I do grasp, and, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a great privilege for me to, to be able to think about, about this as it is for us all. Fundamentally, repentance will change our relationship with Almighty God for the better. And, and starting to understand that is, is really is a life changing concept to take a rather mundane example um, how many people do you think would like to be related to the royal family um, the kind of privilege that that might bring into someone's life I suspect the, um, the Middletons have found out something of what that means to be related to a royal family how would you like to be related to God's royal family? The almighty creator of the heavens and the earth. And to have him as a presence in your lives. Um, that too is what repentance is about, isn't it? Having a place um, in God's kingdom. Just... <laughs> Let, let me let me just quote a, a, a couple of verses to you, which are amongst definitely amongst my favourites. First Epistle of John, chapter three. I'm sure you know. You could probably recite these off by heart yourselves. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. And that then takes us right back to Luke, doesn't it? Because that was the outcome of Luke's message. Repent. And bring forth fruits, meat for repentance. So, if we're thinking then about you know, what repentance really is, it's not just a spur of the moment kind of thought or commitment, is it? Uh, repentance um, then becomes um, almost a disposition it's an understanding of our place before God uh, and wanting to live lives uh, throughout life in the way that he wants us to so, so how, how how do you repent then what, what's that all about um, let's go back to Luke should we please Luke chapter 3 again
because that's of course exactly the question uh, that the people were ask, who were asked who were there uh, listening to John asked isn't it what should we do how do we repent let's read verse 7 again so John said to the multitude that came out to be baptised of him brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come Um, uh, therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance Um, so the people asked him saying verse 10 what shall we do then and he answered and said to them he who has two tunics let him give to him who has none and he who has food let him do likewise so those of us then who've responded to uh, the call to repent is is this something which we have done is is it an attitude that we have in life having repented now to bring forth the fruits meet for repentance how do we apply it in our lives the tax collectors also came to be baptised and said to him teacher what shall we do and he said to them collect no more than what is appointed for you and the soldier said and what shall we do and he said to them don't intimidate anyone or accuse falsely and be content with your wages and the people were in expectation and all reasoned in their hearts about John whether he was the Christ or not they're challenging words aren't they Uh, those can I say they're very challenging challenging to understand challenging to apply so so, when we look at these words and and ask the question have we really repented what's the answer well of course there are other scriptures aren't there that tell us we're not going to get anywhere really just by trying to do things ourselves subject is far more vast than that but I think this is a good starting place and the starting point it seems to me then for repentance is to listen to the words of the prophets and God's son and to try and apply them in our lives and that's just the beginning Um, there are other vital steps we need to take I'm not going to digress into those uh, because I understand you're going to be uh, thinking about some of those in more detail over the next couple of weeks so repentance then when we're thinking about what it is and how to do it isn't just a single act is it Um, it's the start of a new life it's in scriptural terms being born again 
So when then? When, when do we repent? Uh, when should we repent? Um, well, the answer to that question, of course, is today. <laughs> uh, and every day, maybe. If you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. Um, an interesting little uh, little account in, in our scriptures. Can we turn back to the book of Jonah, please, in the Old Testament? Because um, I think this is quite a nice um, example to do with uh, repentance and, and who should repent and uh, when should we repent and how should we repent. Some interesting, um, again, issues for us to think about in in this little well-known account here towards the end of our Old Testaments. Um, a lot of people have heard of Jonah, I suspect, because, of course, Jonah was swallowed by a large fish. Um, that might be all we, uh, we end up uh, knowing, knowing about him. I'm sure we, we all know quite a bit more. Uh, Jonah was told by the Heavenly Father to um, to go to Nineveh, which was you know, um, a, a city in the world superpower of his day. Uh, it was several hundred miles away and he had to go there personally, which would have been quite difficult. Um, Jonah also knew, because God had said so through his prophets, that the Assyrians would one day destroy his people, his own people, Israel. And so he didn't want to go. And the Bible tells us then that he tried to run away from the presence of God, uh, which was a rather silly thing to try and do, really, wasn't it? I'm sure you know, uh, Jonah knew his Psalms. I'm not sure whether Psalm 139 would have been Psalm 139 back then, uh, but the Psalm clearly says that no one can hide from God's presence. And Jonah was a prophet of the true and living God. So you wonder what he was thinking about really, don't you? Um, but there again, it's always easier to see someone else's problems and shortcomings, isn't it, than our own. It does seem to, to me, as a personal exhortation, that sometimes by our actions we can say, can't we, that or demonstrate that really we're trying to run away from God, trying to partition our lives. Um, and so uh, Jonah goes to Joppa, he gets into a boat, there's a great storm, and the sailors throw him into the sea, and the sea becomes a great calm. And there are some incredible lessons to, uh, to think about coming out from that. Uh, well, Jonah arrives back on dry land then after having been saved by, uh, by this fish which God had provided for his salvation and God then asks him again Jonah I want you to go and preach in Nineveh and of course this time he goes so he's changed his mind he's turned around he was going in one direction uh, which God didn't want him to go in and now he's going in another uh, direction uh, which God has asked him to take in his life uh, an excellent example of repentance total change of heart and mind going a totally opposite direction and Jonah comes to Nineveh 
uh, and I've said this before so uh, forgive me if you've heard it uh, from me before uh, Jonah goes to Nineveh and with eight words he saves 120,000 people with eight words because they repented um, verse 10 of chapter 3 God saw their works that they turned from their evil way wouldn't it be great if we could go out into the centre of, of Ormskirk and with just eight words convert the whole town what would we do what would we do if that happened yet 40 days and Nineveh shall perish eight words uh, if I've got the quote correct I seem to miss out a word somewhere in that sentence generally but there's, I think there's eight in the AV it's the greatest most successful preaching mission of all time it seems to me and because of that uh, we read in the language in the AV again God repented of the evil that he would do to Nineveh this is, a, actually this is a question for discussion for another time really isn't it how does God repent how does an omniscient all powerful God change his mind or repent of anything that's just something for us to think about later on perhaps um, but why, you know, in that kind of situation what would we do how would we feel well we know how Jonah felt because he went outside the city and sat down to have a good sulk about it so in our thinking around you know, Jonah and his life there was something here that he'd failed to appreciate there was a lesson wasn't there which he hadn't learnt he hadn't, he'd turned around okay he was now going in the right direction but had he fully repented it seems to me probably not there was still something uh, he had to learn and so I, you know, I'll go back to where we came in um, if I didn't understand repentance back then am I really sure I understand what it fully means in my life now and so there are still questions to ask and things to learn I think who needs to repent then uh, well quite clearly John's message um, was to Israel initially was it was it just to Israel um, Jesus just over the page in Luke chapter 5 verse 32 um, says that he um, uh, didn't come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance didn't he um, and so um, the message then is wider than just to Israel if we ask who God is not willing that any should perish, is he? But that all should come to repentance. It's a quotation from Peter. And again, another what question. Okay, so what then? Uh, what then is the result? What, what should we be doing in, in our lives as a result of this, uh, this this great opportunity for repentance which has arrived uh, you know, with us by the word of God um, 
probably just worth concluding then with uh, again some words from the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 24. Um, and we could go in at verse 44. <clears throat> These are words of the Lord Jesus um, after his crucifixion and resurrection so they're of, uh, uh, they're of uh, essential importance again for us to think about then he said to them these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you that all things might be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. So how can we how can we summarise then what we've what we've been thinking about? Um, repentance is something which has been brought into our lives, the knowledge of it through the preaching of the gospel. It presents a significant challenge to us because it means a complete change of direction, a complete change of heart and mind. Um, and it will challenge us can I suggest in, if we go to the word of God and think about it not just now but in our lives ahead um, but it brings with it it's a subject which is essential but it brings with it um, some, some, you know, some great privileges and promises into our lives uh, promises about understanding our standing our situation with God of understanding our sinfulness and his great righteousness and glory. The privilege of understanding what it is to know about the mercy of God and his answer to life's problems. The privilege of knowing that this comes through the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Um, repentance and remission of sins comes through Jesus and that it also has something to do with fulfilling the, the purpose of Almighty God Himself by, um, in His good time, becoming citizens of a worldwide kingdom here upon the earth. When He sends uh, the Lord Jesus back to bring about the fulfillment of all things that all His holy prophets have spoken about. Since all since the world began, so thank you for listening to that. Thank you for allowing us to talk about the Word of God to you this afternoon. Please respond. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe, and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. dot